Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Isaiah chapter 42 and verse number 9. And then we're going to read verse number 16. We'll just jump between those two for our text here today. And uh, I'm going to preach. I'm going to take off right away. So I hope you all are ready for the word here today. This is just how God gave it to me. And uh, I pray this is a blessing to you today. Let's read together. uh, If you'd follow along. Behold, the former things are come to pass and new things do I declare. Before, uh, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. And then verse number 16 reads, and I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. Amen. If you'd help me pray, let's just ask that God would bless this time as we look into his word together today. Jesus, we thank you for your presence that we feel in this house and for all that you have already done, oh God. I pray and I ask, Lord, that you would just move and minister in this place. As you've given me this word, oh God, I pray, Jesus, that these people would hear and that they would hear your voice and not my voice only, God. Let it transform. Let it let it rebuke. Let it convict. And God, I pray, let it encourage your people. Make us into who you want us to be, God. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. And why don't we lift up another worship to the Lord. If you would clap your hands and lift your voice with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your holy presence that's in this house, Lord. Amen. You can be seated at this time. I want to preach for a little while on this thought. A new thing in Jericho. A new thing in Jericho. And my message title will not make a lot of sense until the very end. So you got to hang with me all the way to the end. Amen. And so today is my birthday, in case you all didn't know. Thank you so much for those of you who wish me happy birthday. And I'm doing what I love the most, getting in the word of the Lord, preaching the word of the Lord. And, and uh, just this week, just been so, so thankful this week for those around me, for our church family, for my family. I've just been so grateful. I've been overwhelmed with just love. I love you guys. I hope you love me. I love you. Amen. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a puppy. I just, I, I, just, I just love you guys. No matter what you do, I just love y'all. Amen. And uh, I'm just so thankful for, for, for the life that I get to live. Amen. I get to live this life. Amen. This is a blessed life. I'm blessed. I just got to say that here. I'm, I, this ain't in my notes or nothing. This ain't a part of this, but I'm just so blessed. I'm so thankful. Oh, I, 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 could, I could tell you all day the things that God has done for me. 
Amen. The, the time wouldn't allow for me to tell you what great things he's done. Anybody else feel that way? Hallelujah. We, ought, we have something to be thankful for today. We might not have everything we, we want or we're reaching for, but we got something to be grateful for today. And so in this uh, week of my life, I just was, was praying and, and uh, considering um, this, what to preach and bring to you today. And I, I felt like the Lord spoke to me, and I hope that you'll hear this here today. Uh, you see, we have all experienced it, that thrill of the moment on a Christmas morning or at a birthday party as a kid when you see a box sitting there with your name on it. Most kids can't even take the time to read the card before they're just so excited to be surprised that they immediately tear into that wrapping paper, right? There's just something so exciting about being surprised with a good gift, right? The surprise of receiving something is even more compounded than just the surprise itself if it's a good gift. It, it, it's just... If it's, if it's a good gift, it's awesome. It just puts a smile on your face. Uh, it's even better if it's something new. Chances are it's something new to you or it's something new completely in the packaging, in the wrapper. Not only did you get a, a pair of shoes, but you got a new pair of shoes. Ain't nobody wore that pair of shoes before. You got to wear them in yourself. And it's got the tags on it. It's got that sticker in the heel of the shoe and the sticker on the bottom. Make sure you take off the sticker that's on the bottom as well. It's a new toy, you know. And, and kids, you're just so excited because it's new. You might have something that looks just like it. But this one's new. And so you're excited, right? A new computer for me. I could have already a better computer, but it's just a new computer. It's cool. I can't wait to play with this thing, right? There's just something so, so awesome and, and, and just it's a thrill to have that surprise and to have something new. They even make a new car scent, right? If you think about that, that that's pretty silly, but I love the scent myself. Because when I get in my car and it has that new car scent, it feels like it's new all over again, right? Oh, I remember the day I rolled this off the lot. Even if it was a used car, you know, they cleaned it and they put that scent in there. So you, you, you in your mind, you, you, you were fooled. You thought it was new. But they even make the scent. Because why? Because it helps to make you feel like it's new again, Right? There's something about cleaning and washing and detailing your car. It's just, it's just awesome. Makes it feel like, you know what, I feel like a million bucks. You know, my car might be 20 years old and the bumper might be falling off, but bless God, it just got the new car scent in it. And it don't have French fries on the floor anymore. And I feel, I feel good. Amen. Amen. In our text... The prophet Isaiah, he was prophesying. He was speaking a word, and he was speaking a word that he believed would come to pass. 
And he was speaking a word that he said, I tell you them before they spring up. I tell you it's going to happen even though it's not actually here yet. I, I want to I speak a word that's in the future is what Isaiah said. He was prophesying to the nation of Israel who was turned away from God. They were held in captivity and they were lost and they were bound in idolatry. The Lord called them blind, but hope wasn't lost just yet because the prophet declared that there were new things to come and he would declare them before they would happen. I just come by to preach a simple message here today. And it's first of all that we serve a God of new things today. We serve a God in this house that can put a new thing in your life. A new thing can begin today because that is the same God that was back then. Is He's here right now and he's here in this place and he's come and I've come to say that there could be a new thing on the horizon. There could be something new just ahead of you. You might have walked in broken, lost, or even feeling abandoned, but our God can declare a new thing in your life even today hallelujah Matthew 7 says it like this if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him Hallelujah. Our Father which is in heaven, He's greater than any father that could ever be here on the earth. And if us fathers know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more can our heavenly Father give good gifts to them that ask? Hallelujah. You who are parents can understand this scripture because we want the best for our kids. Hallelujah, but how much more shall your Father which is in heaven? I know some good dads in this place. I, I, I try my best to be a good dad, but I know some dads. I, I look up to you as a father. You would do anything for your children. But our heavenly Father, he goes beyond that. He goes beyond that because he's a loving heavenly father and he also has the best in mind for you I've come to tell you you ought to be encouraged in this house today because our God may have something just ahead that's a good thing for your life you ought to look at the positive God's got good things for me because I ask Hallelujah. When my kids ask, I can't help but say, well, I, we got to figure this out, baby. We're going to make that happen some, somehow. You know, you're at, a, you're at a, a, a tourist place. You're at, you know, whatever it is, Disneyland or whatever. And they say, can we go in the gift shop? And your pocketbook says no. But your heart says, absolutely, baby. No problem. Whatever you want. I'll get you the biggest Mickey in there. Eight foot tall. That's what I'll do. Because I'm your daddy. I'm your father. 
Yeah, I want what's best for you. Amen. And that's the kind of God we serve. Sometimes we don't understand also what's going on in our lives. Because you who are good fathers, sometimes the answer is no. Or sometimes the answer is not right now. Amen. And like children, we too question the process. I've seen it happen. My sweet girls, I love them. I know I'm already preaching about them. Here we go. They ask me, are we there yet? Or do we really have to do this? But in the end, I have something good in mind for them. In the end, they say, wow, this was awesome. In the end, they have big smiles on their face, even though they were a little impatient. I don't know about you, but I grow a little bit impatient sometimes. And then God surprises me. And then God steps in and he shows his love. And he does a work in my life that I could never do myself. I would have ruined it if I tried to take matters into my own hands. But he gives good gifts. He knows what he's doing. We just need to learn to trust the process. Amen. In the book of Exodus, the children of Israel were enslaved by the Egyptians and called on the Lord to be delivered from the bondage of Egypt. Exodus 1 says the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. They worked them so hard. They were not polite to them. They were not good to them. They were in a bad situation. They were enslaved. And uh, chapter 2 says this, the, the scripture says, and God heard their groaning though. That's powerful. God hears your cry. Don't think that it just goes to the ceiling here. But when we cry out to the Lord, he hears our groaning. He hears our call. And the Bible says God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. I just believe that because we are the apostolic church, that when we cry out to God and we call on his name, that there's others that come to his remembrance. He remembers the saints of old. He remembers the apostles and what they gave for this doctrine. And he sees what you give for this doctrine. Hallelujah. He remembers us and he hears our cry. Hallelujah. But I think we forget that their bondage began even before Moses was even born. And as the most wicked king of Egypt died, Moses had already fled to Midian from his sin. It wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking like there was hope. But there was a plan. There was time between the deliverance, but God saw and heard their cry and had a plan all along. Amen. I'm telling you, God hears our cry and he will do a new thing. It's just around the corner and it's just ahead in Jesus' name. He's working it out. If we could just hold on. 
I'm telling you, he loves you. And if you only knew that there's a day coming that you won't be crying anymore. There's a day coming where those tears will be tears of joy. Hallelujah, because we serve a God of a new thing. We serve a God of a tomorrow. We serve a God who can do things we can never do ourselves. Come on, there's coming a day where your voice will change from the cry of the midwives in Exodus chapter 1 to the worship of a Miriam in Exodus chapter 15. For the Bible tells us with a timbrel in her hand, she said, sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. She led the charge with her worship. It wasn't a cry from pain anymore, but it was a cry of praise because God brought them through. Hallelujah. You know the story. What seemed to be impossible, God did it for the Hebrew people. Hallelujah. He did a new thing for them, and he could do a new thing for you. Hallelujah, for when we are baptized in the name of Jesus, we too cross a Red Sea that destroys our sin and it destroys our bondage. We are not enslaved anymore, but when you've been born again of the water, it's all gone. A new thing has happened. A new creature is born. Come on, your moment can happen today. Your new thing can happen today when you're baptized in the name of Jesus. It's all washed away. Their enemies that followed them, followed them into that water. In the latter part of Miriam's song, she said this. She said, the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Hallelujah. She was declaring that even our enemies are destroyed because of the water. Your enemies can be destroyed because the water. You can be set free from all addiction, from all bondage, through the water. Hallelujah, you might feel like you've been wandering and bound up in chains all your life, but God wants to do a new thing in your life today. Hallelujah. He wants to do a new thing. Hallelujah, he can do it. Let me tell you something else, though. We don't serve a God who just gives one good gift. It's not just one. Hallelujah, for the scripture says that we go from glory to glory. I come to tell you something else, saint of God, in this house. There's more for you today. There's more for your future. This is not the end, and you haven't arrived yet. Even Paul said this. He said, I count not myself to have apprehended. In other words, the apostle understood that there was still more even for him. Even for the apostle who won entire nations. His churches literally spread around the entire known world. And he said, I haven't arrived. 
that's because there's a new thing. Let me tell you, friend, you've got to hold on because I believe there's a new thing in this house. There's something else coming my way. There's something else coming your way. And it's just ahead of where we are at. And I've made up my mind on a Sunday morning that I am not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. You don't need to miss it. There's a new thing. Some people stop too soon. For I, I, I'm just, I'm just, we're doing a history lesson here. For it wasn't long after they crossed that Red Sea that God was taking them to a promised land. There was a next thing. There was something just ahead. There was a new thing coming. But they had to go through a wilderness. I got to tell you this. I just got to tell you this. That sometimes there's a wilderness on the way. Sometimes there's time between point A and point B. But some of them grew impatient, like I was talking about, in that wilderness. And 1 Corinthians 10 tells us this. It tells us with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. They didn't make it to their new thing. They didn't make it to their next thing. Amen. Remember what the prophet said in our text. New things do I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them. Amen. Am I telling you that just everything in your life is just going to be peachy and wonderful and pigtails and roses as soon as you walk out these doors? It probably won't. But there's coming a day that there'll be a new thing that'll happen. And we've got to hold on along the way. We've got to live for God along the way. We've got to stay on the right path. Because I'm not going to miss it when it comes. I'm not going to be sleeping when it comes. Hallelujah, but I'm going to be serving the Lord with everything I have, even in a wilderness. I'm not going to give up, but I'm going to keep reaching ahead. Our God is still a God of new things today. And new things can begin today. In the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to say that. Something new can happen today. Hallelujah. If you believe that, come on, say it one more time. Something new can happen today. Hallelujah. It can begin to shift today. There could be a change in direction today. And it's coming just ahead. And so I've got to just hold on. I've got to just serve God. I've just got to love God with all my heart. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When the Hebrews arrived in the land that God prepared for them, they were also met with enemies there. What do you know? There's always a challenge. There's always something. But there's always a new thing. Hallelujah. But God promised that they would overcome this great city. That was called Jericho, which was well protected with its great walls that it had. And there's an amazing story that happens in Jericho. For they destroyed and overcame that city. And it was just from their shout that the walls crumbled. That God allowed the walls to crumble. God did the work. And they defeated the city. They kept moving on. They kept marching on. 
Some people didn't make it along the way, but there was still a new thing coming. But there's also an amazing story of another new thing that happened in Jericho. There was a woman by the name of Rahab who she took in the spies of Israel. She took them into her house and she said, you know what? I'm going to take care of these people and be kind to them. Uh, it says it this way in the New Living Translation. This is why she said that, that, that she did this. She said, I know the Lord has given you this land. She, she, she understood who was going to win the fight. Can I tell you something? Our trust shouldn't be in great walls. Our trust shouldn't be in great cities. Our trust should be in the Lord. And we should know that he alone will prevail. He alone's going to win. And so I don't know about you, but I'm going to be on the Lord's side. Hallelujah. She said, I know the Lord has given you this land. She said, we are all afraid of you. Wow, isn't that funny? The enemies were afraid of the Hebrews, and yet the Hebrews were afraid also. Wow, sounds like a bunch of chickens in a fight. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to Sion and Og and the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts melted in fear, she said. Wow, no one has the courage to fight uh, after hearing such things. For the Lord, your God, is the supreme God of heavens above and the earth below. This is what a sinner lady is saying. She knows who our God is more than they even know who their God is. Wow, the confidence she had, amen. But she asked this, she said, swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother and my brothers and sisters and all their, their families. She said, hey, I helped you out. Will you save me? Will you show mercy to my soul and my family's souls? Will you save us? And Rahab, she found that mercy. For you know the story. She hung out of her window the scarlet uh, cloth, and, and they saw that, and they, they took that as a sign that they could be saved, that this house was to be protected, and they would not destroy the people of that, of that house. And Rahab became a part of the family of God. She's mentioned in Matthew 1 and chapter, uh, verse number 5 as being a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Her family from her is where Jesus came. And yet she was nothing apart of the Hebrew people before she was granted mercy. Can I just remind you today that he's a faithful God. He is a faithful God. Hallelujah, that he will do a new thing to keep you. He'll do a new thing to bring you into his family. He'll do a new thing to forgive you of your sins and allow you to be a part of the kingdom of God. Amen. His word is true when it says that he'll never forsake us. For the people came and they conquered that city, but they kept their oath 
Amen. God didn't forget about you. And he didn't forget about Rahab. And I want you to know that God has a future in mind for you. Just like he did for Rahab. He wants to show mercy to you. Because you've called on him. Because you've asked. Our God's mercy is endless. And he can save you. And he can reach you. And forgive you. Hallelujah. How much more? Shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good gifts? Hallelujah. In Hebrews, the scripture says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. In other words, our God, He knows what you're going through. He feels your pain. And when we call on Him, we can call on Him directly. We don't have to go through somebody else. But even as a dirty sinner, even as somebody that is not a part of this thing, we can receive forgiveness. We can receive mercy from God in Jericho. Hallelujah. Is anybody thankful for mercy in this house? I don't know about you, but I was unworthy. I was unclean. If you would have talked to me, you would have ran away quickly. But God had a way of changing my life. God had a way of forgiving me and washing me clean. And for that, I'm so thankful. Come on, he saved us. Come on, he found us where we were. It could have been anybody else in that city. But Rahab was the one who had enough courage to say, this great God, he's great, and he conquers, and he, he, he's, he's mighty, but I just believe he'll show me mercy. Amen? Our God is not some being who just started this thing and then just, he's uninterested in us. But he hears your voice. He hears your cry. He hears your call. And I, I just believe that there could be somebody in this house in need of mercy. Hallelujah. Who you feel unclean. You feel lost. You feel like that you're, you're, you're a nobody and God doesn't know your name. But I've come to tell you that God has called you to this house. It's because he wants to show you his mercy. He wants to show you his love. And he wants to wash you clean of your sins. Hallelujah. That's what God can do even today. Hallelujah. I told you I'm just moving along quick. I, I'm, I'm not going to be preaching much longer uh, from here. But the scripture tells us about 1,400 years later in the same city of Jericho, that city was still there that they conquered. There sat somebody there. Just, just inside the gates there, just as you're about to leave, you'd find this person. And it was, he was just a blind man sitting on the side of the road in the same city as Rahab. Years later, there was another need. And Mark says that when Jesus passed by and Bartimaeus heard, that was his name, Bartimaeus, had heard that Jesus was passing by that he began also to cry out to God. Blind Bartimaeus began to not just say, hey, Jesus, can you come over here? But he began to cry louder and louder 
and louder and the people around him, they tried to silence him. They tried to get him to, hey, hey, just, just calm down, buddy. They, they said, well, you know, uh, for, for you to have access to Jesus, you need to have a VIP ticket, okay? Did you buy the VIP pass? You got to have the lanyard. It says VIP. That's how you could see Jesus. You know, they, they, they were thinking, no, nah, Jesus is, he's on his way. He's, he's, he's leaving Jericho when this happens. But as they silenced and tried to get him to stop, hey, hey, don't, don't bother, don't bother him. This is just a blind man here. You just, Jesus, just keep going. It's, it's fine. He, you know, you, you come back maybe later. You know, we, we got we to gotta schedule to keep on. We got to get you to your next preaching, you know, next service at the next mega church. You know, there was no mega church. You understand. They're just trying to get Jesus along. But he cried out all the more. He cried out louder and louder. And he said, Jesus, have mercy. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And he cried out and he cried out. And Jesus finally couldn't ignore his cry anymore. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us this name he had, Bartimaeus. It, it means that he was the son of Timaeus. And Timaeus, uh, it was his father. Timaeus, his name means highly prized. And so Bartimaeus means the son of the highly prized. And yet he's, he's blind. How unfortunate. And so it's just not a good thing. It doesn't seem like he's highly prized. But the Bible tells us in Acts 2 and 39, I want you to consider this. It says, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I want to make a connection here. You're highly prized. You're a child that's highly prized. You might feel like you're dirty. You might feel like you're lost. You might feel like you're abandoned. You might feel like you're in a wilderness. But you too are one of these children. You too are a children of a promise. And there's something that God wants to do in your life. There's a gift that God wants to give you. There's a new thing that God wants to put in your life. And there's something he has already planned for you. Hallelujah for this promise in Acts 2 and 39 is the promise of the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you that you are qualified to be saved. You're qualified to be washed clean. You're qualified to be a son of God. And if you've already received that promise of the Holy Ghost and been baptized in his name, the scripture also tells us for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you're walking in the Holy Ghost, you're somebody. If you're walking in the Holy Ghost, that means you're highly prized. That means that you're a child of God. You're not just anybody's child, but you are a son of God. Hallelujah. And he wants to give good gifts to his children. You know the story of blind Bartimaeus. He cries out to God. And Jesus finally says, let him come. And what did he do? He took off. 
take off my jacket. This jacket's getting too small. He took off his jacket and he threw it aside. He said, I don't, I don't need to be recognized by that anymore. See, Bartimaeus wore a jacket that told everyone of his condition. This is how it worked in this time. That you could just look at a person and see that he's a blind man. But he said, Jesus is calling me. And because Jesus is calling me, that means I don't have to be blind anymore. I believe that that moment of casting his jacket away was a declaration of faith to God. I believe that Jesus saw the faith that he had that when the master calls me, I can be healed. When the master calls for me, I can be saved. And that means he's going to show his mercy. Hallelujah. People are going to try to silence you. People are going to try to tell you, no, 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 no. You've already got everything you need in God. You know, this temple already does everything you need, blind man. You, you don't got to worry about Jesus. You know, he, he's a prophet. He's, he's great and everything. But you're just going to be in the condition you've always been. And this is the way that we can be saved, through the temple. Right? But... Jesus came, and he changed all of that. Jesus changed their religious philosophy, and he brought about a new thing. And I've come to tell you in this house that God wants to do a new thing in your life hallelujah if you've never received the Holy Ghost if you've never been baptized in his name he wants to do that new thing today if you're already a child of God I've come to tell you there's still yet even more for you today you might be headed down a bad road you might feel like you're just lost but I've come to tell you that our God is a God of a new thing You can cast away who you've been and you can press forward. You can cast away the sinner that you've been and you can be saved here today because there's a God who brings mercy. He refused to give up. Hallelujah. He refused to stay the way he was. Hallelujah, we should cry out for mercy today and allow the Lord to lead us in a new direction. I don't know about you, but I want to abandon the things of the past. I'm tired of talking about the glory days. I'm tired of talking about things how they were. But I just want to reach ahead for what's coming next because there's a Lord, there's a Savior that's walking by this place. And I don't know about you, but I've just decided that I'm going to cry out to him also. He might have come for other reasons. He might have come to save other people. But I've made up my mind. He's going to save me today. He's going to change me today. He's going to make a new thing in my life today. Hallelujah. Isaiah 42 and 16, as Brother Lucas will come, says, I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. Hallelujah. That, that tells me 
he can lead you somewhere, somewhere new. Hallelujah. Even in the condition you're in, you ought to take a step towards God and let him lead your life. Hallelujah. He said, I will lead them in paths that they have not known. Hallelujah. He, he wants to take us places we've never been before. I don't know about you, but I want to go to places in God that I've never been to. I want to go to heights that I've never been to. He said, I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. Hallelujah. You might feel like you're in darkness, but God will give your sight. He will heal you just like he healed Bartimaeus. You might feel bound. You might feel lost. You might feel like that your, your, your direction is all over the place, but he's going to make crooked things straight. He's going to make it clear. He's going to show you where he's taking you next. Hallelujah. And most importantly, he said he'll do these things and he will not forsake them. Hallelujah, the lost nation of Israel had a promise that day that I know you're blind today, I know you're lost today, but I'm taking you somewhere, I'm making your path straight, and I'm bringing you ahead, and I'm not going to forsake you. Even as the dirtiest of sinner, our God will save us, our God can deliver us. Because he loves us. He gives his mercy, mercy freely to those who repent. Hallelujah, we serve a merciful God. Lamentation says this, it says this. I want you to see this here. If they put it up on the screen, Lamentations chapter 3. It says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new. Every morning, great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. His mercies is the reason that we're not consumed. He's the reason we can walk even in a wilderness, even in a dark place. It's because every day he's adding just a little bit of mercy to the earth. Every day he's putting some more in a bucket of mercy that he's pouring out to all of his people. Hallelujah. As the sun came up this morning, I just, I, I just wanna, I, I just wanna visualize it that that moment that that sun, that you, you could see it coming up and that light shines through, that's when his mercy arrived. That's as fast as his mercy arrived. That's as fast as that new mercy showed up. Hallelujah. You might have done something wrong the day before. You might not be everything that you should be in God. You might be lost and you've never lived for God before. But I come to tell you there's mercy in this place here today. There's a new thing in Jericho. The message I come to preach is simply this. It's powerful what happens in the house of God. It's powerful what happens in this house. 
because he will do a new thing over and over and over again. In the book of Acts, the Bible tells us that those who repented of their sins, they all received that baptism of the Holy Ghost. They spoke in tongues. For the first time it had ever happened, they began to speak in a language they were not taught as God filled them with His Spirit. And then they were all baptized in the name of Jesus. About 3,000 of them total. And the Scripture tells us everywhere they went, it would happen over and over again. Peter gets a vision. And in Peter's vision, uh, at the same time, there's a man named Cornelius who's getting a vision. And, and, and the vision is that they, they meet one another and that, that, the, that Peter would preach the gospel to Cornelius. And Peter had to be dealt with by God and Cornelius, was he had faith and so he just went. And the Bible tells us that while Peter was preaching to them and telling them the gospel, that the Holy Ghost it fell on them. That new thing, that gift fell on them all over again. Hallelujah. And so the new thing in Jericho that I see is it's interesting that 1,400 years prior in that city of Jericho, there's a woman named Rahab who received that mercy there, even in a wicked city. And then 1,400 years later, there's a blind man, as we stand to our feet, who received mercy also. Hallelujah. Years apart, they never even met each other. Maybe blind Bartimaeus was told about how Rahab was a patriarch in the family, in the city that he lived in. I want to tell you, friend, what, what am I trying to say? It's that the church still, still has a new thing. Jericho still has a new thing. There's still mercy that flows from this house. There's still love that flows from this house. It's not anything that I do. It's not anything that I say. It's not anything that we teach. God pours out His Spirit freely in this house. He pours out His mercy freely in this house. If you've been walking down a wrong road today, I want you to know you can repent of your sins. And God will come into your life. If you're baptized in His name, He will wash away those sins forever. Forever to be forgiven. Hallelujah, there's still a new thing in Jericho. Hallelujah, you might have stumbled in here, but it can happen today. In 2 Corinthians, the Bible tells us that now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. You can get your salvation right now. This new thing can start in your life right now. God can save you right now. Hallelujah. That new thing can happen. It can start and it can happen right now in the name of Jesus. This is the start of a brand new life that God wants to give you.
However, he also wrote this. He said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I don't know about you, but I want God to make me new. He's still working on me. He's still making me new. Hallelujah. There's more glory just ahead. There's something else just ahead. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that God's promised you. But the promise of the Holy Ghost is for you today. And I, I want to assure you that you can make it. You can reach it. Because there is a new thing in Jericho. Amen. Would you help me pray? Would you lift your hands if you receive that here in this house? And begin to call on His name right now. Hallelujah. Come on, that mercy's in this house. That grace is in this house. There's a new thing that God wants to start in this place. Hallelujah. I want to right now open these altars. You can come to this front and you can call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to repent of our sins together. Hallelujah. I want to be more like you, Jesus. I want to be reaching ahead for what you have next for me, oh God. Oh Lord, I'm hungry to see that new thing you want to do in my life, Lord. I know you're going to open my eyes, God. You're going to make my path straight, God. And I know you'll never forsake me, Jesus. Oh Lord, you never forsake us. You never leave us, oh God. Jesus, you can make a way where there is no way. You do things that we cannot do, oh God. Oh, I speak a new thing in the name of Jesus. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.